0: Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, July 25th, 2022, you're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Donald Trump holds a big lead over potential challengers, according to one poll. The former president accuses Nancy Pelosi of insider trading. A Minneapolis nightclub cancels Dave Chappelle. Doctors say working from home is bad for your health. Also ahead, the straight story about Donald Trump and January 6th. But first, the former president dominating the Republican field, according to a new straw poll survey from Turning Point USA, shows 78% of young American conservatives want Trump to win the party's nomination. 19% back Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, followed by South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, 1%. Mr. Trump spoke at the summit Saturday night calling out Nancy Pelosi for insider trading. The speaker denies reports her husband bought stock using confidential information. Mr. Pelosi did purchase shares in a computer company hours before the House of Representatives was set to vote on giving the corporation billions in subsidies. Said Trump, quote, Nancy Pelosi is nuts. Nancy Pelosi is a psycho. Every time something happens, her husband goes out and buys stuff. He's made $100 million from nothing, unquote. Theater in Minneapolis canceling comedian Dave Chappelle, the First Avenue Club dropping the comedian show after woke activists accused the venue of promoting transphobia. Wrote First Avenue on Instagram, quote, We hear you. We are sorry. We must hold ourselves to higher standards. We know we let you down. The venue was featured in Prince's 1984 music video, Purple Rain. And now it is a cancel culture icon. Sorry, Dave. A report from Fast Company Magazine finds 70% of remote workers experiencing significant vision problems. On average, folks spend 13 hours a day on their computers compared to nine hours for on-site employees. Doctors recommend taking a break from the devices every 20 minutes. A quarter of Americans working from home report lower back pain, neck problems, frequent headaches. Wow. Shutting my computer down right now. In a moment, want the truth about the January 6th committee? We have it. can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code BILL at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, the truth about January 6th and the House committee allegedly investigating it. First, documents show Donald Trump did request the National Guard days before the riot. Again, this is documented. The Pentagon first offered troops to the U.S. Capitol Police on January 2nd, 2021. The police and congressional leaders apparently rejected the offer. Then on January 3rd, three days before the riot, the Pentagon Inspector General wrote a memo that chronicled President Trump's effort to defend the Capitol. Quote, General Milley met with the president at the White House at 5.30 p.m. Again, this is on January 3rd. The president told Acting Defense Chief Miller that there would be a large number of protesters on January 6th and Mr. Miller should ensure sufficient National Guard or soldiers would be there to make sure it was a safe event. Unquote from the Inspector General. Did you know that? Did the House Committee report that? No, it did not. There's more. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser on January 5th, quote, To be clear, the District of Columbia is not requesting other federal law enforcement personnel and discourages any additional deployment, unquote. Did Ms. Bowser testify in front of the January 6th Committee? No, she did not. Wasn't called. Why not? A spokesman for the committee's leader, Nancy Pelosi, quote, she was presented with that recommendation on the afternoon of January 6th, the National Guard recommendation. The speaker was not made aware of any requests for such a deployment prior to then, unquote. Was that spokesperson called to testify under oath? No, she was not. Here is the January 6th timeline at the White House. 1.10 p.m., Donald Trump ends his speech, quote, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, unquote. 2.13 p.m., rioters breached the U.S. Capitol building, breaking federal law. 2.35 p.m., President Trump tweets, quote, Please support our Capitol, police, and law enforcement. Stay peaceful. 3.13 p.m., Trump again tweets, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. 4.17 p.m., Trump releases a video from the White House, quote, I am asking you to leave the Capitol Hill region now and go home in a peaceful way. 8 p.m., U.S. Capitol Police confirm the building is secure. To date, 900 people have been arrested and charged in connection with the January 6th riot. 330 have pleaded guilty. Two men were sentenced to 44 months in prison for assaulting a police officer. It is clear Donald Trump did not want violence. That's beyond any reasonable doubt. But it's also clear he waited too long to condemn the riot. That's because his supporters were the lawbreakers. And he did not want to alienate them. And that is the truth. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. Please check out BillOReilly.com for honest news analysis. And please consider my book, Killing the Killers, a great summer read. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Today is the 44th birthday of a woman named Louise Joy Brown. Born in Northern England on July 25th, 1978, Louise was the first human being conceived using in vitro fertilization. The term translates to conceived in glass. Here is the story behind the world's original test tube baby. Ms. Brown's mother and her husband suffered years of infertility. In November 1977, she underwent a groundbreaking medical procedure. A mature egg was removed from her ovaries and combined in a lab dish with her husband's sperm. The embryo was then implanted back into her uterus. The Browns did have a second daughter named Natalie using the same process. In May 1999, Natalie became the first test tube baby to naturally conceive her own child. Since 1978, in vitro fertilization has been widely practiced all over the world. More than a million test tube babies have been born in the USA alone. Despite its popularity and relative safety, the procedure often ends in failure. Artificial conception has a 40% success rate for women under 35. That figure falls to just 3% for women over the age of 44. Because of those limitations, in vitro fertilization is condemned by some religions, On the 10th year anniversary of Louise Brown's birth, the Vatican released the following statement, quote, Scripture is filled with accounts of women who suffered from infertility. The Bible tells us there are limits to acceptable methods for conceiving a child. This procedure does violence to human dignity and the Marriage Act and should be avoided, unquote. And here's something else you might not know. While the method is commonplace in the United States, it's rarely covered by insurance. From start to finish, the procedure costs between $15,000 and $20,000. Many women undergo the process multiple times. On average, American families who pursue in vitro fertilization will spend $35,000 in the process. And again, happy birthday, Louise Brown. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.